Kokorongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Ko rero flowing a te hoka force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tari ngā hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kane kane move that body Kane kane move that body Kei ngā maunga whakahi, kei ngā maunga whakarongo, kōrero ngā wai whakatere tanifa o te motu Teika Māui whakawhiti te mono raukawa ki te tauihu o te waka otira ki te wai paunamu Huri no te ao, nau mai hoki mai, welcome back to Taringa Broadcast from Te Ipuro under the auspices of Te Wānonga Aotearoa From the, the bustling metropolis of... Tewamatu。みみみみみ。ピピ。これがあんねまこたくつはひねこエラカエミヒアチュネアナネヤウエトウエネイタナコリロ。へんまのひりたまわ。めきたたたたい。いるがいてねぷのはパホ。のれらか
kiterato, and I thought, ooh, that's witsy witsy, that sounds pretty cool. So, kale katsuku te waki akwe, fakamarama mai ki te iwi, hu a ngati apa, ko wai a ngati apa, kei fea a ngati apa, ka hare tatau irunga i te waidua. Yeah, patai pai tera, bro. Uh, so, ngati apa ki te rato, uh, ko mātou tetei o ngā iwi uh, e waru nei, e noho nei ki te tauihu. So, we're one of the eight iwi that reside here in Te Tauihu, or the northern part of the South Island. Aye. For those of you that don't come down this way very often, it's kind of where the ferry comes into Picton. <laughs> um, so, think of that as the northern part of the South Island, which stretches right over to Marlborough over into Nelson and Whakatū, to Motueka, and then up into the Golden Bay, down into the Nelson Lake region. So, koera te rohe ki ana ko te tauihu. And so, ko wai o Ngāti Apa. Uh, so, Ngāti Apa, the quick version is that we come from Kurahaupowaka, our tangata oronga, our tūpuna associated to there is Ruatea. Ruatea. Uh, one of our eponymous ancestors is Apahapai Taketake. And then you come down generations to our cool migrations down to the South Island. And then we have different tipuna that came from around the Wellington, Lower North Island region. Mm. Tipuna like Del Marama, Tarakaipa, um, Kahawai, Terato. And they started to migrate down because it was a primo spot down here. So they started mm, to migrate yep. down into here. Yep, it was witty witty. Primo is witty witty. Witty witty no power. And then as those migration became more frequent and as we started to occupy this area, then we changed our name to differentiate ourselves from our North Island cousins and we changed from being just Ngāti Apa to Ngāti Apa ki te rātou, or Upper of the Setting Sun. Oh, I love that. I That's beautiful and so fitting because, <laughs> oh man, the rohe of Te Tauihu is so beautiful. Sika. I was there recently and just the beaches, all the beautiful springs, yep. the crazy, yep. like on one side you'll, you know, you'll be right next to the beach and then there's crazy tall mountains right there. Yep, yep, that's us. So when we first came down, we married into iwi such as Tumata Kokiri, who mm. were the, the tangata whenua, the haukaina that we here at that time. Oh. We are closely related to two other cousins of ours, Ngāti Kuya and Rangitāne, also known as Rangitāne Kiwairo. And so those are known as the three iwi from Kurahopo that reside here in Te Tauihu. And then we have our other iwi that are here as well from Tainui Waka, um, such as Ngāti Rārua and the like. Ngāti, Ngāti Kuata. So did Ngāti Apa not come in the hekinga with Tainui? You've done your own hekinga? Yeah, they were pre those hekinga. Ah, yeah, pre those hekinga. The OGs. <laughs> the OGs, eh? <laughs> it's definitely an interesting... I only know a little bit about Ngāti Apa. And I was in Murupara recently because there's some Ngāti Apa there and they, I think they, yes, them, yep. they got Apahāpai Taketake is the top of the at oh. Murupara. And there's, you know, ko te iwi nui o reira ko Ngāti Manawa, but there are, you know, they say they're Ngāti Apa as well. And then you've got still Ngāti Apa in Whanganui, Nira. Yep, that's right. In the Whanganui region. And I know there's some kōrero there in connection to Tahupōtiki yep. Wirumurātana. Our closest connection are probably to the ones around Whangaihu and that. And so we have a uh, two-tai poroporo kōrero as well. And so 
Two Tai Poroporo was actually found over by Fakatu first and then taken up to the river. You might you might have to talk about Yeah, because I don't Poroporo. know what this is. Can you please enlighten me? I know the two Tai Poroporo story and Erica likes stories and so do I. And I, I heard those called when I was at high school. I haven't heard it in ages. Yeah, so the quick version of the story is that there was this Tani Fakatu Tai Poroporo who was associated to the Wanganui area, to the Awa up there. And he was taken there as a pet and then his Rangatira passed away and he grieved and so he started to eat and kill different ones up and down the river so uh, got killed but the interesting thing we hold with our portal is that Tutai Portal was first found over here they call it the boulder banks which are the, oh, over in Whakatū yeah. it was found in the puna there and then he was taken back up to the river and so on our marae at Umaka we have a teko teko which is representing our connection to that Puda in the river. Do you have a strong connection with Wanganui or Whanganui? No, not a, not a strong one, but we do have a, you know, there is a connection there. There are some things that we know absolutely, and there are some corridor that we're still researching and finding out about ourselves as well. How mysterious. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to describe, but where would the, to stick of our listeners, an idea, where would, the, I guess, the focal point for Ngāti Apa be in terms of boundaries in the Tauihu? Yeah, good question. So because there are eight iwi that mm-hmm. all have their own mana spread throughout the Tauihu, more than likely you are sharing an area with at least two other iwi. Ah. Because of the overlapping of the migrations and all those type of things. And you are probably have pockets of influences throughout the Tauihu. And so if I was to describe some of our wahi tapu for you from a Ngātia perspective, yes. mm-hmm. when you come into the top of the South Island, there are some sounds out there, and one of those sounds is called anamahanga. Anamahanga? Anamahanga. Anamahanga, cave of the twins. Oh. Yeah, with the twin caves, ne? And we'll return to this corridor later because I know that you've been talking about Kuka and Te Whikia Yes, so yes. The naming of Anamahanga has a relevance to that as well. So one of our rohe is called Anamahanga. In fact, that's where Ngāti Apaki Te Rato and other iwi, but Ngāti Apaki Te Rato, they first came into Anamahanga, yep. which is known to the Pākehā as Port Gaul. Port. And then we have other areas that we came down into, and so we have uh, Tarakaipa Island, which is an island named after one of our tūpuna, and then we are uh, throughout Whakatū over into the Golden Bay uh, oh, wow. area. Yep. And then we come down into the what are known as the Nelson Lakes, but we know those as Rotuiti and Rotoroa. Ah. So those are some of our areas. Roto Ite and Roto Roa in particular are real special for us. So those were our whātaka kai, eh? Mm. Mm. We like food. <laughs> so Roto Ite and Roto Roa connected our tūpuna into the Pōnamu and the Pākuhi trails. Oh. Uh, so those were the trails that led us down into the bottom of the South Island. 
over on onto the west coast and then back up into here into the northern part of the South Island to Whakatū and then over into here into to the Waito. Kia ora. And so when our people were traversing those trails, of course they got hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once, once they came out of the trails, uh, then they would stop at Rukuiti Rotorua. They would replenish their supplies through tuna, uh, fuel, blue duck, all of that type of kai. Oh, fuel? Yeah. <whistles> no, oh. not that fuel. Not that fuel. one. <laughs> So we've had a feed of fuel, we've had a feed of tuna, and then they used to traverse back into the wherever they were going on their hiding one. Cool. You mentioned pākohe. Yeah. Pākohe or pākohe? Uh, pākohe. Aye, pākohe. Is it true you can only get true pākohe from down into Tauihu or Te Waipaunamu? Yeah, so the way that I describe pākohe is that if Paunamu is known as a, a kohatu of Te Waipaunamu, Pākohe is one really significant to our area. And so, it'll take that our pākohe called the Argelite, eh? Argelite. Argelite. Yeah. The Argelite. Argelite? Nah, I'm heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Puns, puns, puns. It's a bit of snow. It's like snow's in the room. Yeah. Doing these dry as ones. So, there are, there are different types of Argelite you can get. Uh, the, the, the preferred Argelite is black but you can get grey argillite as well. Mm. And there are different places you can get that. You can get it in different river beds. And, of course, you can get it on Rangitoto, which has the primo oh. and argillite. I've played a putori no pakohe. Have you? Pakohe. True, yeah. me. Yeah, putori no made out of, was, it was one of Hedini's Melbourne's oh, cool. putori no. Beautiful sound. Cool. And that was my first knowledge of pakohe. And then just recently, Mohio, Mohio, Karekore Mohio, Kia Tatere, because he's yep. got Ngati Upper connections, and I think he done something for Ngati Kuya down there and there. Yeah, they got the toki. Yeah, they gave him a toki made out of oh, Pakui. Beautiful. Man. And it's yep. really modern, looks real modern. Yep. It's a modern toki. Yeah, so I fell in I fell in love with Pakui that time, and I sort of know when I see it. Yeah, and it's definitely a kohatu that, uh, in particular over the last five years, you know, it's, again, it's become part of our identity again, it's become part of our DNA. Mm. Mean. You know how Pounamu have kōrero whakapapa about its origins, are there any kōrero like that about pakohe? Yeah, there is, I don't know it well enough to be able to recite that for you today, but yeah, he whakapapa tōna, he fū, and, and there are different pakatoti that were starting to revive, and especially within our Natikuia iwi that were starting to revitalise that have come from old tuhunga of our tūpuna around Pākuhi. Mean. On that topic of whakatoki, can you share with us any that you know of from Ngāti Apa? Here's, a, here's one that we've actually composed over the last couple of years, and it's Ngā Ararau Akehu. Kia ora. Ngā Ararau Akehu. Yep. So the many pathways of Kihu. Kihu was one of our tipuna associated with Ngāti Apakite Ratua, and in particular around the Rotuiti Rotorua area. And you know, when I was talking about those trails before, so yeah. he was an expert bushman. And pre-European, he knew the bush intimately, but also when the likes of, do you guys know Brunner? Brunner. Yeah, Brunner and Hefe. Oh, I know the Hefe track. Yeah, the Hefe track. Well, that was really Kehu's hatch. Oh, so we should rename it to Kehu's track. We should. We should. Te Arao Kehu. Te Arao Kehu. Tika. Yeah. There you go, Kylie. There's, there's you know, something else you got to do. Yeah. 
because Erica said. Kihu, Kalk, Brunner and Hefe, when they were going through surveying the land, and in fact, if it wasn't for Kihu, then they would have died on a couple of occasions. But the purpose of this Pakatoki is around about always finding another way to get to your vision or to your goal, you know, kamate kainatei kaora kainarua, pākia say, there's more than one way to skin the cat. Skin the cat. Yeah, and you say ngā ararau a kehu. Ngā ararau a kehu. Rauwe, witi witi. Yeah, witi witi ana. If your first attempt doesn't succeed or bear the fruits that you wanted to do, then just try another way, try another approach. Kia ora. Kia ora. Like that. Yeah. Ararau a kehu. Ngā ararau a kehu. Ngā ararau. Ngā ararau a kehu. Ngā ararau a kehu. Tēnā koe. Yeah, that was beautiful. Now, you mentioned before about Anna Mahanga. Yeah. And you know that we've featured the story of Kupe and Te Whekea Mutirangi yeah. uh, recently. I know that down there in Te Tauihu, the parts of the whekea are broken up and uh, right. around the area. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, and uh must say that I really enjoyed, in particular, the last episode where you talked about Arapawaira, which again is a, a wahi tapu um, down here in Te Tauihu. I guess for us, everybody knows the story about kupe and whangataunga mai ki Aotearoa, heke, heke, heke. And the part that we really hold dear to us is around kupe killing te whekea motorangi because it, it happened in our backyards. And like you just said, it's, it's actually how our landscape has been created. Mm. More than our landscape, and again, this is just something that we're starting to figure out the more we understand who we are, but it really dictates our personality and different tikanga that we have here when we go back to this Purako. And so, Kupe calls the Tikia Muturani, and so this happened out around by the Arapawa Island, Tōtara Nui, that kind of area. Mm-hmm. Kupe pulls out the Tikia's eyeballs, he plants them in the moana, and over time, they become islands, and they become known as Ngāpatu Kwaipono o Te Whekea Muturangi o. The eyes stand as a testament that I kūpē killed Te Whekea Muturangi. And so those eyes grew into islands, and those islands became really, really tapu. Yeah. So, so tapu, in fact, that when our people were traversed between Poneke and um, down here in Tōtauihu, as they were approaching Ngāwhatu Kaipono Te Whekea Muturagi, they would adorn or they would wear a chipare kawakawa mm. or a, um, a hipe made out of kawakawa. And they were instructed by the captain, the Kaifakatere Waka, not to look at the islands and to look down until they had passed these islands. And then once they did pass them, then he'd give the all clear and then all of the kaifakatere would pull off the chipare kawakawa and they would throw it into the water. Um, and so again, they were made out of kawakawa leaves, and so that's where the name Te Moana o Ngā Rau Kawakawa comes oh. from. Weti, 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 I hope that lots of Ngāti Raukawa are listening to that because, you know, <laughs> you know that I'm Ngāti Raukawa, from Ngāti Raukawa Pia Ki Wharepuhunga, and, you know, I've heard that kōrero, and I know not only Ngāti Raukawa, but a lot of people mistakenly think that Te Moana o Raukawa, which is the shortened 
te moana o ngā raukawakawa. Yeah. Mistakenly think it's got something to do with raukawa te tupuna. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that kōrero. I was thinking, man, that tohunga must have been mean as to like, like he must have been steering the waka with his mind if everybody, if everybody was looking down and not looking. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, you know what I thought of? I thought of that, that movie on Netflix, Bird Box. Oh yeah, the you know, lady. Not <laughs> 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 okay, so we know where the eyes are. I've heard, I've heard the kōrero about the fatu kaiponu. We use that word kaiponu. Do you use the word kaiponu? And is that part of your meta? Ah, uh, kaiponu. Ah, oh, kaiponu, not kaiponu. Oh, kaiponu. Ah, fatu kaiponu. Kaiponu. Yeah. O te fike a mutirang. Yeah. Nga fatu kai pono. Yeah. To make you a, a believer, to stand as a testament so that everybody believes that he accomplished this big, amazing thing. And like you said, bro, back in the day, I was a student at Te Wānamo Raukawan, so that was one of our uh, little budding jokes that would often appear uh, between <laughs> myself and, and my Ngāti Raukawa te aukite tonga whānau. Yeah, yeah. Kabai. Yeah, so uh, so he kills the fiki, um and then he and then Kupe drags the fiki up onto his canoe, and the tentacles, mm-hmm. the tentacles become the different bays out in the Marlborough Sound. Okay. Um, and in particular, the ones that start with Anna. So, for an example, Anna Mahanga, mm. Anna Tohia, Anna Kiwa. So all of those different bays. Uh, Make up the, the tentacles. Neat. Cool. I'm just looking on the map right now. Yeah, I knew you were doing that. <laughs> well, like, while, while he was talking, Yakwe quoted one because um, it's a place that I'd, I've been to a long time ago and I'd like to visit as a pakeke now as an adult, but as of late, it's it's as of late, it's when I'm flying over, usually on a flight to Otautahi, and sometimes we're lucky to take that flight path. And, oh, man, it just looks so beautiful from up in the air. You know what? We would love for you to come down, and there would be heaps of Manaki uh, products down here for you to eat. Tenaku here. The only other thing, too, around the whole Tefeki Amuturangi story is that, uh, so the eyeballs are out in the Marlborough South, mm-hmm. the eye sockets. Uh, Dr. Iti and Dr. Roa. Oh, cool. Now, can I ask a question before we go into, because sort of going into food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, octopus prolific around there in the Moana? Yes. And so it, I know they're in the Moana. And is it, a, is it a local delicacy? Uh, I don't know if it would be determined a delicacy anymore. Yeah. Um, I would probably think more tuna has become something that we really that we are using yeah. more okay. at our hakari, and in particular because of our connection back down into Rotuiti Rokoroa, which is actually a national park. So other people aren't actually allowed to take mm. tuna out of there, but in our treaty claim, uh, we have uh, provision in there to go in and do cultural harvesting out of there. And so oh. one of the one of the big things that we've been doing lately, not just over the last five years, has started a cultural revitalisation strategy. Cool which I helped to lead, and one of those big things is around uh, revisiting our wahi tapu, and in particular down at Rotuiti, uh, and the harvesting of tuna to bring back for our hui ātou. So ia te tau, ia te tau, we have an ope that will go out now. People know that it's on. We go out, we catch our tuna, we talk our story, we bring it back, we process it, and then uh, we eat it at Akari. Man, I like that, taking sovereignty. Yeah, food sovereignty is a big kaupapa for... 
not only Māori but all Indigenous peoples to talk about, you mm. know, and um, yeah, you know, e nei, e tamariki ana. I might have mentioned it before, you know, my mum was a mean as gardener, takukuia, and one of my mum's sisters, they all had big gardens and grew a lot of kai, you know, and um, yeah, it's about getting back to the whenua, getting back to papatu anuku. Yeah. And you find when you when you when you when you're a gardener, you follow, you learn about the moon mm. cycles and everything like that. You know, it's a bit closer to nature. Yeah, and that's all part of of food sovereignty. Yeah, and yeah, I matamatahuanga our distant relations across the Moana and Yakiwa because I think they coined that phrase food. Sovereignty is part of Aloha Aina in Hawaii. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that really resonates with me. So, yeah, come here, kia koutou. Gather up close, everybody. Going on to your Manaki products, is that part of the Marae strategy? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, like everybody, I wear a number of hats and I'm the cultural advisor for Ngātapiti Tarato. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... For our marae, I also help manage our, our marae as well. We've got a team here. And so our strategy, uh, let me go back just quickly. We're a little bit different here in that we didn't grow up with a whole lot of kaumata, which means that um, some roles that would normally be reserved for them, it meant that we had to step in to fill those, those roles. Mm-hmm. That really came into effect when our matra, my grandmother, uh, the late Kathy, when she passed away around about seven years ago, and so for us, it was a time to take stock, not just off of the marae, but off the iwi mm-hmm. and off our whānau. And so if at any time, that was a time that we could close the door and go home and not come back because, mm. well, she wasn't here anymore. But, <laughs> but we actually decided that the marae was still a relevant place and we wanted our babies to grow up having the same type of environment that we grew up in. And so my wife and I supported by my mother and my uncles and my aunties and our extended whānau, we started a strategic vision for the marae here called Pā Ora Pā Wānanga. Pā Ora Pā Wānanga. Nice. Mean. Which simply for us means a living and thriving marae. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's not have a marae that we only go to for a tangi or for a 21st or for a whatever, but something that is live and vibrant in this day and age in this context. And so we started with a vision and Tūruroa all came down and we, we had a number of chats with the bro. Woohoo, He's our CEO. Oh, yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the quick story to that, so you know we've got a campus here too. Yes, I do. We do. Yeah. So we started with our vision first, and then once we started our, our vision, then we came up with four poems that we wanted to concentrate on, four initiatives that we thought that would really get the marae humming. And not, not saying that it wasn't before, but we just wanted to breathe a new breath of air into it and, you know, yeah. and so we started one initiative called Parkids, and Parkids uh, was a terminology that we bestowed upon this after-school program based at the marae because we wanted our babies to be proud to be Parkins, you know? Yeah. Tera, cool. Momo, Tamaiti, uh, that was brought up on the marae that could um, go in and set up the cup of teas and set up the whare and all that kind of stuff. And so for the last four or five years, we've been running this program. Neat. And it's a real rua program, so it's a bilingual program. And then that grew into our kura. And so our next objective that we wanted is that we wanted to have a school here on the Marae. And around about 
six years ago when we started talking about this, everybody was like, bro, you can't have a school on your mind. And so what happened with that is that so we took that kaupapa out to our whanau and they said, yep, absolutely, that's something that we want for our babies. We know that they are succeeding as Māori when they are here with us, but that's still an extracurriculum activity. Eh? It's still something that we're doing in the weekend oh, yeah. at Wānanga, at Hui, but between the hours of 9 till 3, we're still giving them to Pākehā mainstream schools. They walk into the gates and they have to leave a part of themselves behind hmm. uh, their cultural identity. And so that dream actually came to fruition and we now have not officially a kura at the moment, so officially we are a bilingual unit of a mainstream school. Mm-hmm. However, that was just to establish ourselves and then within the next three to five years, then it will be a standalone kura. Uh, and the name of the kura is Te Pāwānanga o Ōmakamarae. Te Pāwānanga o Ōmakamarae. Yeah. You know, talking right. about Pākids, you know, I wasn't brought up in Taumutu, but I'd say I was a Pākid because we were always at the pā. You know, and even that pa yep. to hear that warms my heart because yep. you don't hear pa that much. Mm. That's right. We always say we're going to the pa. What's happening at the pa? Yep. Now it's marae. Messi marae don't really hear pa that much. Mm. Yep. Um. So yeah, I'd say I was a pa kid. Yeah. And we've we haven't got as many, but we've got some coming through of those pa kids. Mm. And yeah, that just more switched on. <laughs> you know, yeah. And I was reading some research the other day about teaching kids tamariki, tamariki, not rangatai, but tamariki to start doing chores very early. Yeah. And um, there's all sorts of positive outcomes that will influence them in a good way. Yeah, and just set them up for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. And you see, and we see it with the parkids. We see mm. it with the parkids. That's right. And you know, we got. Tamariki, they can go in there now to turn the dishwasher on. They got a dishwasher. <laughs> Watch the dishes, mop the floors. Um, you know, they get older, then they learn how to go put a hinaki down and, you know, all those sort of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can't just, you know, and paikiau te rākōrero, a living, a living pa. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of our marae across the motu, um, and you don't know how fortunate you are until you go to, you know, and karaha tauki e tahi marae that haven't got that inga wera. And see, now it used to be pai pai. Yeah. It still is. But now I'm seeing marae that, you know, they're finding it hard to have fine inga wera. Mm. Yeah. yeah. To look after hui yeah. and stuff. And that's all relative to whenua, you know, some marae don't have a papakainga. Yeah. You know, all sorts of things. So, yeah. And I guess that really was the seed and the prakara and the motivation behind all of this mm. is we, we, we've seen and we know what that feels like. And collectively, we know what that feels like. And individually, we know what people individually feel like when they aren't able to operate within that model context. And so we thought, well, if we get our babies younger... Um, and then, like you said, then they, it becomes normal. Yeah. We have our parkers up here now who are probably an integral part of our marae in that, like you said, they can go and they can sit up, they can wait the tautoko, they can do all of these things, and, and it's not a big deal. Make the beds. Yep, all that. Mean mm-hmm. wetiwetiana. Wetiwetiana. So it's been really awesome coming up here and listening to our babies, our parkers, they're up here playing, they're up here singing between school. And they're hanging out with their cousins. They've been uh, tutored within a kaupapa Māori framework on their own marae. 
And, you know, when you're an educationalist and they're talking about place-based learning and experiential learning and modern learning environments, that's just the marae and it's just taonga tukui ho. Tēnā koe. Me, before we Skyped you up, Erica talked about how this is leading into a wānanga that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And um, we've just come out of a wānanga leadership and I ran a section on wānanga Māori, yeah. uh, wānanga o mua, yeah. um, me o ngā wānanga o te wānei and heha nā mahi e tai ana e tātaui nai nei o ngā wānanga o mua te whakatōtonu yeah. and finding balance yeah, yeah. i roto i te au huri huri because that's, that's always a challenge to us as Māori is finding the balance mm. That's a really great point that you bring up there and um, so as part of our Ngātia Whakitarātō culture revitalization over the last few years We've been running Wānanga and then organically started to build a whare Wānanga system curriculum. And so I'm in my third year of my PhD at the moment, and that's actually my <laughs> my kaupapa. Oh. Yeah, my, my kaupapa is how to, can we develop a modern whare Wānanga, a iwi nei, uh, that is dedicated to the revitalization, the development of the future cultural practitioners of iwi. And so the wānanga that we're doing at the moment um, is specifically designed for rangatahi because, again, we know that rangatahi, if we can capture them now and if we can equip them with what they need to, then by the time they become pakeke, then they already know. Mm. Arunga i e rā kōrero, Kali, he nui ngā whakaaro kua takotou i ākoe mō te apopo ngā tiapa um, in terms of your, and, and this all contributes to uh, your knowing of yourselves as a people, identity. Mm. If you're mokopuna 100 years from now were to listen to this recording, what would you, what are your words to them? Kia ngā tiapa ki te rātou. Uh, simply that they can actually think of things from a Ngātia Pukitarātō perspective. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily always happen at the moment because of other generations above them and the colonisation process that they have been through. And so, ko te wāhanga kia, he whakarite e taku tira me ki ko mā jirai. He wā tōna, mā rātou anō, tēnei iwi e kaui atu nei. Kia ora. Kia ora. Tēnā rawati koe, Kali. Yeah. Um, hey, actually, you didn't even tell us about your manaki <laughs> yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So manaki is part of the Omakabarai Kaupapa. Uh, it's our social enterprise. It's part of our whole power of Pawananga Kaupapa. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be, and we're not reliant on funding. We do get some funding, but we're not reliant on it. Yeah. And manaki will become an income stream that will help to employ our whānau and to sustain the different activities on the marae. 
It's developed here at the Marae. It's made on site in a commercial kitchen. Yeah. It's actually taking off. Like, um, it was awesome to hear that you've had it, bro. So that was really cool. Yeah, they're in my cupboard. And, and it seems to be out at different conferences and it's made by our aunties. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a branded product that we're really, really proud to have and to be able to share with everybody. And just for any of our listeners who don't know what it is already, what is it? <laughs> so Manaki is a range of mild inspired condiments. And so mm. we have three. We have the kawa kawa jelly. That's yum. Really nice with uh, meat, cheeses, and yum. crackers. Also really cool on fry bread. Oh, nice. bread. And in fact, tonight we're going to Te Pātaho which is a uh, food festival here tonight. Um, and the ladies are going to be serving up vanilla ice cream with kawa kawa jelly Ooh. drizzled over it. Oh, yum. Ooh. Yeah. And can we order these online? Like, I might go look it up now. Yeah, so you can go online. Uh, so tastemanaki.co.nz, you can go on there, you can order it online. Uh, we have a kamo kamo pickle, and then we also have a hula pickle and lemon, which is real cool with crayfish and seafood. Yum, yum, oh, I've yum. Got, I've got the jar of horopito and lemon. I just need some crayfish. <laughs> there you go. What was the website again? Uh, Tastemanaki. Tastemanaki. And for those of you that don't know what the word manaki means, it means to be hospitable, mm. um, to look after um, somebody or people. So, kuena te manaki. Um, and i runga i te rā kupu, tēnā koe kāli i manaki i tā māua tono. Ai. Um, o tira i te tono a te wānonga o te roa. A kia whai wāhi ai ngā kōrero o ngā tiapa, a ngā tiapa ki te rātō. A ki runga i tēnei punua pāho. Nō reira, kua rangatira uh, tēnei kaupapa i ākoe, ka mihi rā. Ai. Me tā mātou tono anō kia manaki tia e koe te tono ki a tiko mai... Um, Tengeri i te kōrero rākoe, and that will be our Waiata of the Wiki. It's going to be Haka of the Wiki. And maybe before we play Tengeri, if you could give a um, short whakamārama about Tengeri. Yeah, cool. So this Tengeri was uh, composed by Faisa Kāmita from Tiarua, but he has a real strong um, honunga to us down here in Ngā Tiapakita Rātō country uh, through his association with we have a lot of our family that live mm. in Ratana Pa that are part of the Kapahaka group. Uh, one of our iwi wānanga, we actually took them out to the, the places like Anamahana, uh, Meretoto, and Arapawa. Um, and just to place this into some context, uh, Meretoto is where Captain Cook came in over 250 years ago. And in fact, in the November coming up, uh, we, there's a commemoration of Captain Cook's coming. We don't call it a celebration because we, we don't celebrate him arriving anymore. We, we acknowledge that it happened. Mm. And so this meeting uh, talks about Ngākāpā's connection and occupation of, of that area and that we were there prior to him um, coming. We were there when he arrived and then that, that we continue to be there today. And so uh, just the first couple of lines, the first line poses the question, so Mutuara is an island that you can see if you're looking out from Meditoto. And if you like it, ask the question, what is that beyond Mutuara that is making the, the tide tune out, tuning mm. up? 
To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai. <laughs>